0: Fusion News. Welcome to your regular Fusion News update, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association. Hello, I'm Dr Hazel Lowe. I'm a plasma physicist working on fusion plasma diagnostics at Tokamak Energy in the UK. It's Friday the 20th of August 2021, and this is your Fusion News update. Stories today include one, Helium prepares to build seventh fusion prototype. Two, gaming graphics card allows faster, more precise control of fusion energy experiments. Three, the Wendelstein 7x concept proves its efficiency. Four, a major challenge to harvesting fusion energy on Earth. Five, fusion energy quest hots up at Deacon and HB11 Energy. And I also have a couple of bonus items for you at the end. One, Helium prepares to build seventh fusion prototype. Helion Energy has started construction of Polaris, their 7th generation fusion prototype in Washington, USA. They have developed a type of pulsed fusion device that creates a deuterium and helium-3 plasma at either end of a plasma vessel using magnetic fields to collide these two plasmas and then confine the resulting single hot plasma in the centre of the vessel. The combined plasma expands, pushing out the magnetic field lines, which causes currents to be generated in conducting material around the vessel. So electricity is generated directly by the plasma fields. This is different to the schemes used in most other types of fusion device, such as tokamaks, where heat would be extracted from the plasma and used to drive a traditional steam turbine in order to generate electricity. In their sixth-generation device Trenta, Helion Energy reached fusion-relevant plasma temperatures of 100 million degrees C and recovered 95% of the input energy. Due to be completed in 2022, they hope that Polaris will go to the next level and create more energy than is used to operate it, a key step in developing any fusion technology into a reactor that can supply power to the grid. Washington Governor Jay Inslee said, Washington is proud to be the home of world-leading pioneers developing affordable clean energy solutions. It's a great milestone that Helion is now ready to commercialize their innovative technology. With this new facility, Helion and Washington are taking game-changing action to address the climate crisis. gaming graphics card allows faster, more precise control of fusion energy experiments. Researchers at the University of Washington have developed a method that harnesses advances in the computer gaming industry to improve control of fusion plasmas. It uses a gaming graphics card, or GPU, to run the control system for their prototype fusion reactor. This is important because plasmas, which are very dynamic, must be controlled to reach the required temperatures that allow fusion to happen. The work was done in conjunction with private fusion company CT Fusion in Seattle. Chris Hansen, a UW senior research scientist in the aeronautics and astronautics department at the University of Washington said, You need this level of speed and precision with plasmas, because they have such complex dynamics that evolve at very high speeds. If you cannot keep up with them, or if you mispredict how plasmas will react, they have a nasty habit of going in totally the wrong direction very quickly. Using the graphics card, the team could fine-tune how plasmas entered the reactor, giving the researchers a more precise view of what's happening as the plasmas form and eventually, potentially, allowing the team to create longer-lived plasmas that operate closer to the conditions required for controlled fusion power. If you want to know more about how new computing techniques can help fusion, there's an article in IEEE Spectrum entitled Can AI Make a Better Fusion Reactor? We'll include the link to that article too. Three, the Wendelstein 7X concept proves its efficiency. A stellarator, named because this type of device has the potential to harvest the fusion process that fuels the stars, consists of a toroidal or donut-shaped plasma vessel with a twisted magnetic field. Stellarators were first developed in the 1950s, but too much plasma was able to escape from the magnetic field in early designs. Since then, the shape of the magnetic field in stellarators has been tuned to prevent these losses With a view to building a viable fusion reactor. In 2018, the Wendelstein 7X reactor at the Max Planck Institute for Plasma Physics in Germany set the Stellarator world record for the fusion product of density, temperature and confinement time at a high plasma temperature. Now, Their latest publication explains the reduction in energy losses from the plasma and provides evidence that the extremely high temperatures required in a fusion reactor could be reached in a stellarated device. The IPP states that the magnetic cage of Wendelstein 7X is created by a ring of 50 superconducting magnetic coils. Their special shapes are the result of sophisticated optimization calculations with their help, the quality of plasma confinement in a Stellarator is to reach the level of competing tokamak-type facilities. 4. A major challenge to harvesting fusion energy on Earth Regular viewers of the Fusion News Channel will be familiar with the concept of a tokamak, a type of fusion device in which a plasma consisting of a gas of charged ions and electrons is contained in a doughnut or cord apple shape by applying strong magnetic fields. One problem that can occur in a tokamak plasma is the generation of high-energy electrons, known as runaway electrons. These runaway electrons can be produced by disruptions in the plasma and can cause significant damage to the plasma vessel. In order to build a stable, reliable tokamak that could be used for power generation, the behaviour of these runaway electrons must be understood and controlled. Researchers at the Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory have deployed a multi-energy pinhole camera on the MST tokamak at the University of Wisconsin, enabling them to study the birth, exponential growth, and saturation of runaway electrons, a big step forwards in the mission to control this phenomenon. PPPL physicist Luis Delgado Aparicio, who led the experiment that detected the early runaways on MST, explained that, We need to see these electrons at their initial energy, rather than when they're fully grown, and moving near the speed of light. The next step is to optimise ways to stop them before the runaway electron population can grow into an avalanche. Five. Fusion Energy Quest hots up at Deakin and HB11 Energy. The Institute for Frontier Materials at Geelong's Deakin University in Australia has just received around $570,000 in Australian Research Council linkage grants to work with HB11 Energy Holdings to explore the safe energy storage potential of boron nitride nanosheets. HB11's fusion approach uses an extremely intense, ultra-short laser pulse to accelerate hydrogen ions, or protons, into a target rich in boron-11, while a second laser generates a high magnetic field used to keep the protons confined. This increases the chance that they will interact with the boron-11. The process is expected to generate energetic helium ions. The intention is the charge from the helium ions will be collected at the vessel wall directly, generating electricity, rather than relying on extracting heat from the plasma to run a conventional steam turbine. Anticipated outcomes of their research programme include a new H11b nanomaterial with high hydrogen storage capacity, a new method for the synthesis of boron nitride nanosheets, and a deep understanding of the mechanisms of hydrogen storage and the proton-boron fusion reaction. And now for a few extra items. The New York Times updates on Massachusetts startup hopes to move a step closer to commercial fusion, delving into the progress made at Commonwealth Fusion Systems, as reported previously on the Fusion News Channel. Market Realist notes that fusion energy companies are popping up and asks, will we see stocks soon? Elizabeth Paul, a path-setting physicist and presidential postdoctoral fellow at Princeton University and PPPL, wins a highly competitive award for groundbreaking research. And finally, there's a new book about Fusion out. It's called The Star Builders by Arthur Turrell and is reviewed by Melanie Windridge in Nature. There's also an article about it by Sharon Udazen in The Hill. That's all for Fusion News this week. Please subscribe to our channel for more Fusion News and check out the links in the description if you want further information. You have been listening to Fusion News, brought to you by the Fusion Industry Association with support from KNL Gates.